You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And if your great players are, are turds, then the young guys are going to act like turds. You know what I mean? I mean, we say it all the time, whether, you know, there's two types of turds, you're a sinker or you're a floater, but you're still a turd, right? I mean, so you, you got to have really, when you have really good people that are the, the best players, that helps the locker room tremendously. We feel good about fall camp up to this point, uh, going against the defense. That we're, we're night and day where we were last year in terms of the scheme, and guys understand the scheme. So now whatever we throw at them, they can handle. And so now we're, you know, we kind of got to separate and, and, and get into some South Alabama, um, show them some clips so they get uh, familiar with what we're going to see. But we don't want to lose the edge and going against our defense because, you know, our defense is playing well and they're making us, making us better. Well, welcome to another edition here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Watch, and Nate Klaus. Are you guys sinkers or floaters, by the way? So I was trying to debate what's better. Like, you, know, you can get in a real discussion about what what is the the preferred uh how about not being status. a turd yeah well you're going to be a, i think he said that no matter what you're a turd so either you're going to float or you sink what's well better? he's uh, turds are turds float or they sink but at the end of the day you're still a turd yeah so don't be a turd <laughs> 20 well I, you know i've done i've kept kind of a running tally of attrition on this roster. Oh, since, I thought you were going to say like oh, turd mentions during fall, fall camp or something. <laughs> That's got to be a first. <laughs> but since April of 2018, 27 different scholarship players have left this program. Now, a couple of those were academic guys like um, they didn't actually qualify like Dominic Watt and, and, and um, Willie Canty. Some of those were medical guys, but they've had an attrition number of 27 scholarship guys since Patrick O'Brien was the first guy to leave Lincoln. Um, so it is interesting when you study those attrition numbers and kind of the culture change of this program, but it's a real thing. And you get the sense as they look at this football team, as we approach game week next week, they really like just the makeup of the culture of this locker room. That's got to be as big of a difference as there is um, on the team. Yeah, they're bigger. Yeah, they're faster and all that good stuff. But uh, the level of buy-in, I think, is there's really no comparison to what it was at this time a year ago. And like you said, there were guys that were still on the team that you know were processed even on into the season that didn't fully commit to the culture that Scott Frost was trying to uh, instill here. And um, he made that. He drew the line in the sand from day one. And credit to him. It didn't matter how talented you were. Uh, if you didn't do all the things necessary on and off the field, you weren't going to be a part Ty of what John they're Lindsay, doing. John exactly. Lindsay, Greg Bell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, Avery and Roberts. Good players that, that probably could have helped them in some capacity uh, You know, were basically told to move on or at least encouraged to move on uh, because they weren't Cam doing – Cam Jones, C.J. Smith. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they weren't doing the things necessary. It, it, it goes beyond football with this program, and that's where you have not only the level guys that – um, you know, are, are better players, but I think that they're better off the field too. They're committed to football. They're committed to their academics. They're committed to their strength and conditioning and their diet and their sleep habits and all these little things that people take for granted that go beyond what you see on game day and on the practice field. And I, they still have a ways to go, I think, but just comparing how much progress they've made from August last year to August now is, uh, like I said, indescribable. Well, listening to you say that, Robin, one thing that just popped in my head is there's been a couple different players that have mentioned throughout fall camp that 
this team genuinely likes each other. Yeah. And that hasn't always been the case where you like you genuinely like everybody, not only in your position room, but like everybody in the locker room. And and now it's to that point where everybody likes each other. And I think I think when you have that, um, it, it makes it so much easier to go out and, and and you know eat the right way, sleep the right way, and, and bust your butt on the football field. And um, there's no you know there's no animosity, there's no like divisions and, and all that stuff. And and I think that's part of the reason why we have seen we saw such a drastic change in the in the latter portion of last season after some of those turds <laughs> left the left the program. Well, and another thing they not only like each other, but um, one of the things that the staff has always said is they want guys who love football. And I honestly think they do have guys that love football and it seems kind of you know basic to say that yeah you're a football player you better love it but to do all of those things you have to have a true love and commitment for what your sport is and what you're doing and uh, to constantly strive to get better at that sport to watch football when you're not on the field or in practice or in meetings you know to truly love the game I think is another huge part in you know being wired to do all the things necessary to make yourself a better player. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we are giving some opening thoughts on fall camp as Nebraska now about a week away from their 11 a.m. ESPN following college game day kickoff game against South Alabama. And, you know, they're, they're getting into some South Alabama stuff, but I, I want to stick on the subject that we were just talking about. You talked to Robin about the sleeping, the lifting, the eating, all these things, and you know, this is my 21st season, and, and I don't ever remember like a staff like talking about these things to the level of mm-hmm. accountability of the things they do, and it, it really just kind of speaks to how they want to turn this thing around because I just don't ever remember it being addressed at the level publicly it's been at, and, and, and it has shown. I mean, I thought the Big Ten Network's comments, Jerry DiNardo, you know, he went all hot take at media days saying Nebraska was not the favorite in his eyes they're overrated to coming out here and said you know what I'm going to change my tune on that a little bit and I put Nebraska right up there with Wisconsin and Iowa I'll be curious when he does his official prediction because Jared DiNardo and Howard and Dave Rebson are the only guys that have been to all 14 Big Ten mm-hmm. camps what he says for his official prediction uh, prediction yeah and Nebraska was I think their second to last stop when they were here earlier this week and the only school they hadn't seen was Iowa uh, so I mean he said he made those comments with basically having seen um, the entire Big Ten West division outside of you know Iowa. So I, I mean that I think gives it even more credence that uh, you know this was a guy that came in with some doubts and had a lot of those doubts answered based off one afternoon on campus. And so I think that says a lot. It was kind of nothing what they said surprised or you know shocked anybody, but it was more affirmation of what we already knew about. How much better this team is um, how much better the culture is the level of talent the, just the overall strength and conditioning and you know i think part of that is the the priority that frost puts on that sort of stuff to where you know he praises zach duvall on a daily basis says he's the best strength coach in the country and i think he truly believes that um, and he has evidence to support it and then the the hiring of dave ellis with the nutrition i mean that is an elite level nutritionist that uh, is handling one of the probably less talked about aspects of becoming an athlete, not just a football player. Uh, and that that's what your diet is and what you're putting into your body to fuel it. And so, I mean, just the, the science involved in what they do with these guys beyond, you know, those, those X amount of practices is what really has taken this thing to the next level. Yeah. And, and 
I don't know. This staff definitely talks way more about that extra stuff than any other staff, but I think they also do or pay more attention to all that stuff than any other staff that I've been around. Even, you know, Riley's staff, they had those the catapult monitors that, that track, you know, how – um, how far guys run and, and heart rate and all that stuff during fall camp. But um, like Javon DeWitt was talking about guys like Tyron Ferguson and, and uh, Garrett Nelson and how their engines rev so high that they have to really pay attention to the, the, the feedback or the whatever. The heart rate monitors. The heart rate monitors, monitors that they, you know, and that type of stuff on those guys to, to know when to back them down, even in practice or, or to hold them out and, um, you know, how much ground they've covered. You know, if guys have tired legs, to, that they don't need to be out there uh, becoming more tired, even practicing inside. We asked uh, this past week, I forget who it was that asked the question, and they said, well, there's no reason to be outside in the heat if we don't have to be putting extra stress on these guys. And that's a completely different philosophy than Way pass coaches. Yeah, it's, and, but it makes sense. Why, why beat your team down in fall camp and limp into the season? Mm-hmm. And, and we've, we've heard these guys are, are fresh. They're, they're not really hitting the wall, so to speak, like, like what we've seen in the past at this point in fall Because I've heard like Kirby Smart say, he goes, we practice at 3 o'clock because we're going to play a lot of 3 o'clock games on CBS, you know, and we got to get used to the heat and practice. I mean, so there's different philosophies, but I think, yeah, having your body ready and fresh makes as much sense too. Well, I think that was the whole idea behind moving to morning practices is guys, you know, they had, there was science and studies involved that show your body, not only does it operate better early in the morning, but it, it gives you more time to recover. And then you, you add in the right emphasis too. on sleep and your nutrition. Uh, it kind of makes you a well-oiled machine. All right. Well, we're going to stick to more fall camp topics. We're going to talk offense and give some thoughts on this offensive line and more next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.